0: Welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the role and life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Dan Dick.
1: And I'm Janet Plennert. Today we will broadcast an interview we recorded live at Mennonite Church Canada's Annual Delegate Assembly in Saskatoon on June 5, 2009. Our guest was Jack Suderman, General Secretary of Mennonite Church Canada. Jack is well known as a theologian, author, and educator with a doctorate in New Testament. Jack has recently written a paper to guide the Church in matters of being a faithful body in times of tumult and widespread disagreement on a wide variety of issues and biblical understandings. His paper is entitled, Being a Faithful Church, Testing the Spirits in the Midst of Hermeneutical Ferment. Our scripture for today comes from Proverbs fifteen twenty two, Without counsel, plans go wrong, but with a multitude of counselors, they succeed.
0: Luke 12, Matthew 18, 1 John 4 and 5, John 16. All are passages that teach ongoing discernment to learn the mind of God. The rigorous exercise of discernment can never stop if we desire to be a people of God. Indeed, it is a foundational vocation of what it means to be God's people, incarnate in the world, in order to save it from its destructive potential.
1: In his paper, Jack presents a forgotten but refreshing reminder that the Church needs to reignite its commitment and its capacity to be a people of God's Word.
0: Jack I wonder if you can just tell us very briefly uh, what is the key that unlocks the source of wisdom and knowledge in this
2: paper? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. The paper is about being the church, about the vocation and the calling of the church. And the paper is about the capacity of the church to discern faithfulness to God's will with the use of Scripture. Uh, In terms of a key to the paper, I would point to the statement on page 70, of the booklet where it says and I quote in other words the primary issue is not exactly what we will decide about the challenges that face us the primary issue is whether we can be the church in doing so and the paper then goes on to highlight eight points eight ingredients that need to mark the discernment efforts of the church in order to be the church. And I think that is the key uh, to the paper.
1: Jack, the gospels tell us about Jesus enduring temptation. Now there's many voices that we hear in these stories. How do we understand and apply all this diversity of opinion and advice and desire of different parts when we're trying to actually interpret what the Bible is saying to us?
2: I like the way you frame the question in terms of many voices. I think that is a really good way to look at the task of interpreting the Bible. It's not that any voice in the Bible is, is discarded in a good process of interpretation, but inevitably the strength attributed to which voice is really a key process. Take, for example, the, the Temptations of Jesus that we've just studied. The the devil faithfully frames his efforts by using some of the voices in scripture. And Jesus, in turn, adds other voices and says, yes, but don't forget. For example, as we have seen in the baptism of Jesus, two voices from heaven, or one voice from heaven merges two voices from scripture. The one voice from Psalm chapter two, and the other voice from Isaiah chapter 42. And that voice will keep on insisting that the kind of people, the kind of Messiah that ultimately will bring salvation to the world will be one that is willing to suffer and to die for the world. One who's willing to, to be a suffering servant and to die so that others may live and we know that this business of aligning or realigning voices is never easy for example a few chapters later we have what is often called the confession of Peter where Jesus asks his disciples who do the people say that I am and the disciples say some say this others say that others say that and Jesus said and who do you say that I am and Peter correctly responds by saying you are the son of God the Messiah of God and uh, Jesus says that is correct and that means that I must suffer and die and Peter responds by saying by no means it doesn't mean that at all and then Jesus says get behind me Satan because you think like the devil and not like God so you're
1: saying that we need to listen to all the voices?
2: Scripture comes to us with many voices, and all the voices need to be heard. None need to be discarded in the process of, of, uh, of interpretation.
0: You're also saying the church can have at least three voices. The church can repeat what it's always said. It can modify what it's uh, said or change what it has said. And you call this sufficiency and surprise, quote-unquote, isn't this kind of a slippery slope, Jack? If interpretation is so subject to change, doesn't that challenge credibility?
2: It's not that interpretation is subject to change. Interpretation is subject to Scripture. And so when you have Philip, for example, encountering the Ethiopian on the road to, to back home, he too is reading Isaiah. And it's interesting that he says, I don't understand what I'm reading. Can somebody come and explain to me? And so there again is this idea that, that the voice that Jesus was bringing to the front burner, which was the voice of Isaiah through the suffering servant, was not well understood by people who tried to, to understand what Jesus said. Is this a slippery slope? Uh, that's a very good question. I think at the heart of the strategy of God to save the world, many would say that's a slippery slope. You know, to put this project of salvation into the hands of a teenage girl who becomes pregnant, or to put the project of salvation into the hands of a man who can't speak very well to lead his people out, or to put the hands of the the project of salvation into a bunch of fishermen uh, who, who aren't particularly articulate, these are slippery slopes, and God has chosen the idea of peoplehood, that, the, that people and the church will be the, the uh, instrument and the guide or the gift to the, church, or to the world in order to save it. Now that is a slippery slope, but it's a slope that, that we need to, to embrace because this is what God wants.
1: Now your paper concludes with an interesting phrase and you say, the heart and soul of facing the need for discernment is our conviction that the church is worth the effort. Now we've just talked about a whole lot of slippery slope stuff and how difficult that is to discern. Do you think that it is worth the effort and are you hearing people say that the church is not worth it?
2: I think uh, we are living in a context in which Folks do prefer other alternatives than being the church. I think that is true in Canada, for example. Uh, Statistics Canada will tell us that approximately 80% of Canadians will identify themselves as Christian when asked, and approximately 16% of them will be connected to the church. In other words, there we have a 64% pers- part of our population that is Christian without the church or wants to be Christian without the church. It's a, I've sometimes called it a mutiny by Christians themselves against the church. And so are there people who question the value uh, or the, the integrity of the church to be God's instrument? Yes, absolutely. There are, this is in the air. And uh, so in our day and age, to say that the church is worth it is really pretty important uh... it's an essential point to make it's not an optional part of God's plan for redemption and these are the kinds of statements that are counterintuitive both within and beyond the church in our time and so when this paper suggests that we need to have a strong conviction that the church is worth the effort it really is an important, this really is an important ingredient. And if we are not convinced of that, why would we want to work to make it more faithful?
0: Thanks, Jack, for your time. You've given us a lot of food for thought, and thanks for giving us this little
2: appetizer. Thank you very much.
1: Our guest today has been Jack Suderman, General Secretary of Mennonite Church Canada. Jack's paper can be downloaded for free online at Mennonite Church Canada's Resource Centre at MennoniteChurch.ca. Search for the title, Being a Faithful Church. As always, we welcome your comments on this or any other of the Church Matters programs. You can send your feedback to office at MennoniteChurch.ca or call 1-866-888-6785.
0: We want to thank you for tuning in and also for your prayers and gifts in support of this Mennonite Church Canada program. Church Matters is also available in podcast form via iTunes and MennoniteChurch.ca. My name is Dan Dick.
1: And I'm Janet Plennert. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of the month to hear more about the many ways...